Hey, what's popping? Oh yeah, don't mind me just watching. Did you really serve four years JROTC? I did five. Could have done six. Everyone, quick, say your favorite TikToks right now. Oh crap. Um. Uh. Uh. Yeah, it's hard when you're not when you're thinking about it. Top of my head, I, I like the coochie man ones. <laughs> hey, hey, little Jimmy, we got a wish for you. What What do you want your wish to be? I want to eat ass. <laughs> Also, maybe get my ass ate. And then, and then they look behind him and go, "Can you, can we get him? Can you smack? Can we, can we do that?" Yeah, yeah. Oh, it, it sounds like your lucky day. We're gonna, you're gonna get your ass ate, and then you're gonna die. And then you're gonna die. <laughs> Little Timmy is me. My favorite is like y'all are a bunch of African Americans plus Mark. Plus <laughs> I love those. Plus, Mark. I'm rocking with Mark because Mark is rocking with us. <laughs> yeah, I'm rocking with Mark because Mark's rocking with us. <laughs> Can you get your dad to make us a big rabbit? <laughs> I don't know if BJ knows that one. What? And it's just, it's someone talking to Jesus about getting us a big rabbit. Can, can your dad get us, make us a big rabbit? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jesus, yes. That's a good one. Did you get the one uh, where if you're you're at a restaurant and your waiter is Eminem? Did you get that? Yeah, one yeah, yeah. yeah. I love that. <laughs> Back to the program. Uh, what do we remember? Yeah, yeah. This is a question for all involved. It's just the ship, like everything. The whole fiasco with with the big beaver. Well, no, we had a we had a giant we had a giant sea battle with a massive beaver creature. Oh yeah, and Boggill stunning struck it. And now we're heading to um the island to fight big troll guy and get the gold. Right. A uh, low key Baggio basically won against Helen is what happened, right? A little bit. It was kind of more of like I thwarted Helen. <laughs> it was an early flex. <laughs> His evil plans were thwarted. <laughs> you have no idea how much I'm going to take from you. <laughs> <laughs> The reveal of TGB. TGB, yep. Oh, the goodest boy. The goodest boy. I thought that reveal was going to happen. I'm picturing Bam Bam. That's I, I see Bam Bam's face. That's perfectly fine because he's a little <laughs> bit of a pug with like crooked eyes looking in several different... <laughs> Whoa, what are you... Okay. What are you saying? Bam, don't listen to him. <laughs> <laughs> so there's TGB. I thought that reveal was going to come like much later on. And then I, in my head, I always just pictured Eddie going... In the background of the end of the episode, he's a fucking dog! Like, exactly like that. Yeah. I just hope you know Eddie's going to kill TGB. Yeah. I think he's gonna have to, especially after the reveal that he is the dog pet of Aster, the one- He don't know that. I mean, he doesn't, but Griffin knows that. We do. I mean, yeah, Griffin knows that, but like- Is Griffin gonna tell Howland? Oh, tell Howland? Wasn't Howland there with us? No, he walked away, and he's on the beaver for the reveal. Yeah, but now we're saying it, and Eddie knows now. I mean, Eddie knows that. Eddie he... was there when we revealed it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. Dude, I play Howland, so Howland's gotta know. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> exactly. He plays Howland, and Howland is him. Baggio also heard the name Aster, and he knew that that guy's name was Aster, but I'm just chalking it up to Baggio being dumb. Yes. Yeah. That is a burden to bear, dude. Yeah, that is a burden to bird. A burden. Ah? Uh, ah? Uh? Anyway, 
Mom, I'm uh, recording today, so um, Stay don't fucking come in here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Last time on the journey. I am Offrod, the Rouge, Master Scholar of Autumn's Rise. I am a Thaumalite, member of the Order of the Found, and a magician for hire. I am a Pathfinder, Warm Rider, and Lord of the Duel. My name is TGB! I'm a paladin to my master's house and survivor of Bremen's Raid! My name's Long Dick Plotnam, former captain of King's Pleasure. Hey, Richard! He doesn't look at you. I don't think it's his name. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe his name actually is Dick. <laughs> mm, I'm Grispancho. I own the House Cat Tavern. Hey, Grispancho! How's it going today? This poem. You said you had it, right? He unfurls it. It's a little bit old, but I have it for you. One was Margot, the heir to mud. Oh. From her clan, she begged for love. As a princess of mud, she turned to the ground, and from the ocean floor, the pass came around. Those are their royal family. Are we to assume right now that Margot was a human? No. Oh. She was an Elamoon. She was a Genasi. It sounds like basically, for lack of a better word, like she earthbent to build the pass, pretty much. The human was the Azure, which is the other lover that was forgotten. Two lovers, <laughs> destined for one another. Lovers, like a Romeo and Juliet type. Just check yes, Juliet, the campaign. Check go. yes, Juliet, are you with me? <laughs> we have 35 members of the Osprey, plus, and he counts on his hand, seven more of you. So that makes roughly 42, 43 members, depending on what stowaways are on the ship. Once we get the treasure, you will all have 142, 142nd, 143rd of the treasure for yourselves. Howland is just listening to that, and Howland's got an eyebrow cocked as he's saying, like, you'll get X and Y amount of the treasure, Howland's Sounds just... like, yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah, if you looked at Howland, he's like, yeah, I bet we will, buddy. Bet we fucking will. <laughs> Tell me, boys, why exactly are you here? My name is Offrod the Rouge. I am a master scholar of Autumn's Rise. My school is in great debt and I wish to bring as much treasure as I can to make the school a better place for educational purposes. I wish to make Autumn's Rise better. Great, if you will. Immediately, he stares daggers at TGI Fridays, and he's like, Tell me, <laughs> tell me, TG, what, uh, what, what are you doing on this ship, buddy? I don't talk so. What's the word? As he scratches. Good. <laughs> As you're looking around, you notice that there's a shadow underneath you. Griffin! You scared? Gri no, no, it's not about that. It's not about this. Look down. Why? Look at the water. It's beautiful, is it? Oh, uh. <laughs> and the ship gets knocked. Ah. Boom. Oh, my actual balance. Ah! Ah, my actual balance. TGB pulls you back on the railing as he grabs onto the ship as it gets knocked again, Howland. And he says, We got it! 
Helmet is just like, we got it! Thank you! And he's dusting himself off. He's like, oh my... Nah! Helen is just like, you know what? Fuck it. T uh, you know, one second. Can you look right at this for me? And he puts the wand right up to his fucking nose. Get off the ship. Right now. Alright! Here I go! And he jumps. <laughs> Whee! To see if I can see what it is and then fly back up. Are you sure that's a good idea? I'm a bird, dude. I'll just fly away. Yeah, you're right. A wet bird. <laughs> you should do it. You're a wet bird who's super able to fly when they're wet. <laughs> The creature turns towards you with its beady black eyes, almost like doll's eyes. Oh, one of those as big as the ship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. Okay, it's got it's got claws. It's got a big tail, buck teeth. Likes to eat wood a lot. It's a fucking beaver, dude. It's a giant beaver. Let's uh run that by me again. From the water emerges a giant beaver from the back as it hisses. He's pointing his wand at it, and Howland is just like, In the name of the moon, you will listen to me. Your first task, kill TG. You see the beaver blocking out the sun as it's coming for you right now. Right when the beaver gets straight up to me? I want a stunning strike it in the nose. There's like a wave of static that goes from the point of its nose where I touched it all the way across its whole body, like zzz, And then I push off of it and keep swimming. Thank you so much! Listen, TG, I've heard that you might have been doing some bad things. I didn't know I was such a bad guy! <laughs> <laughs> I owe you a life debt. I'm on a mission to save my master. I tell people to call me TGB. My name is TGB, the goodest boy. A pug with his fangs out, and he's got a weird smile, and his eyes are crooked looking in two different places. Your name is the goodest boy. Do you know his name by chance? My master? Uh, yeah. Yes, my master's name is Aster. Aster. Ah! Whatever the answer is to solving the wickedness of this weird little land we live in, the answer resides in Falcon Tomb. What do you plan to do about that? As she closes her eyes and she falls backwards off of the ship, most of the Osprey, or the humans for that fact, wish to go out on their own terms after what happened to their land. Godspeed. Speaking of speed, we've made record time. We see in the distance a looming cloud over an island. We see the marble white land that the island resides on top of. It is large and built with a fortress on top. You can see smoke emanating from many different corners of the island. As JMO stares back at it and he says, Skullcap Island. And he turns to the entirety of the ship and he says, Land Ho!
completely forgot that we convinced TGB that he was a bad person. <laughs> he was. He was a piece of shit. Music always gets me hype. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Look at what. <laughs> Air guitar. I can hardly hear him actually. All right, boys. Before we start, any questions, comments, concerns on on everything that we just discussed, real quick. Skullcap Island. That's completely correct. We saw it coming in the distance, but we haven't like landed yet, right? Yeah, no, you see it in the distance. Okay. Okay. Anything from Howland? <laughs> I don't. Um. <laughs> I I uh I don't think. I don't think I don't think Outland is saying too much. I see the gif that you posted, okay? I know. Why is he? <laughs> ah. Okay, he just posted the gif of the fucking creepy dude from Scary Movie 2 fucking the turkey, and then he commented <laughs> under Wes when the theme song comes on. So, you know, thank you for that. Where's the Lila? <laughs> <laughs> I can't look at it. I have to scroll past it. It's making me laugh too much. <laughs> Okay. He's just stuffing it. Yeah, he's stuffing the shit out of it. 100%. The camera opens up on a shot of Skullcap Island very far away in the distance with the Osprey ship rocking back and forth with the sails up. The crew is silent looking over the railings looking towards the ship as we cut into the captain's quarters where we see Baggio, Howland, Griffin, and several other members of the Osprey along with Offrod, Grispancho, and Long Dick Platinum. There's Captain Nikita Castor with Illabark on her shoulder as Jamo puts down a map onto the table. And we're all standing around looking at the map, too? Yes. I'm putting it in the Discord real quick. I didn't put especially a lot of time on it because it's not that detailed of a map. He puts down this map that it looks like he definitely... (laughs) You draw a fucking map. (laughs) See, You know what, Dave? That's not bad. Okay. um... That's a lot of X's. JMO puts down the map and he says, I was the last one that was on the island. I was one of the many few that actually escaped. Eddie, delete that right now. (laughs) Oh, Eddie, no! What? (laughs) What? I hate Ren and Snippy so fucking much. It's so good. It's garbage. I hate it. Get it out of here. Get, get out of here. I'll leave that in the edit. Anybody who wants to fight me, I hate Ren and Stimpy. We'll have you are a literally so gross. You posted a gif of a dude taking a shit so massive that he broke the toilet. Yeah, because it's funny. It's fucking hilarious. JMO puts down the map and he says, I was one of the ones who escaped from the island last time. Only three of us got off the island. This is what we remember, so there's not much detail. The fortress, which is made of wood and many other ships that Thug Rock and his crew has taken down over the years. I've thought about burning it down or blowing it up, but I don't have much resources to do that. Outside of that is a wall of barbed wire and other steel metal. And outside of that is a bunch of ogre encampments gathered across the island and many different traps. On the other side are certain traps on the edge of the island out of game, picture D-Day, World War II, 
that's what it looks like. It looks like they have these hedgehog traps scattered around the island from uh, trying to get in, so you cannot just sail a ship right through. There's got to be some different planning that goes on behind that. And then he says, On one side of the island is a tower, a watchtower. It's built like a lighthouse with some sort of flames on the top. I'm not sure where you guys want to go from there, but I need to explain. Be careful if you try to go onto this island, because all the traps are wild magic traps. Anything you touch, any type of trap you set off, you'll have no idea what the trap will actually do to you. Hell, it might be a good thing if you step on the trap. You might get some powers for a second. But then, of course, you might end up like Bill, who turned into a butterfly and just flew off into the sun. You didn't catch him? He was too late. He was a butterfly. And he looks off into the window. Looks off into the sunset with a a tear coming down his face. Howland glances over, and you see he's got a locket opened up looking at it. One picture is him, and the other picture is Bill. He just closes it (laughs) and puts it away before getting back to what he was talking about. Baggio pats him on the shoulder and goes, It's not the worst existence. Butterflies only live a week. I know. Yo, is that true? No, hold on, let me check to make sure that... Foggy, I know, just staring at him with those giant turtle eyes. He's dead. That's not true. That's not true for every butterfly. Most butterflies don't live too long. Oh, they live a year. So what's the point? I know monarch butterflies live a long time because they migrate. What do butterflies do? This is off topic, but like, what do they actually do? Pollinate. They do pollinate? Yes. They basically do the same thing that bees do. So butterflies are really as needed as... Oh, yeah, no, butterflies are important. They coop. But out of game, you guys are going to strategize and come up with what is the plan to get on this island. Out of game? Yeah, out of game, I'm telling you right now, like, you guys are going to have to come up with what you want to do to get onto this island and how you're going to get into the fortress and how we're going to basically have this battle here. I've laid down what is happening. I was telling Eddie last night, I'm not sure if you guys really understand the gravity of this episode because there's a lot of shit that's going to be happening. I've never played an RTS, but I imagine this is what an RTS is going to be like. Oh, are we strategizing what we are going to do, me, Weston, and BJ? Or are we trying to draw up battle plans for the entire platoon? The entire platoon with certain elements of it not being as known because, like, you have 35 members of the Osprey. You can strategize what they're going to do, but JMO has his own little squad, and then I think Grispancho... Offrod, Long Dick are going to be their own squad. I was going to add TGB to that one, except he's... That's <laughs> oh, what he gets for being a little fucking piece of shit. I forgot about that. Bro, fuck TGB. Fuck him. <laughs> he's an asshole. He tried to kill me. <laughs> Wait, is that what Howland actually told everybody he tried to kill him? Yeah, TGB tried to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> he tried to murder me. I will tell you, Baggio believes it wholeheartedly. Yeah, so what are you going to do? Also, we're coming up with the battle plans for everybody, like, out of game. Right, I get it, okay. In game, they don't really, like, we just got here, so... Is there some reason that they're trusting, like, the three of us to drop these... No, this is going to be more of a... Out of game, you guys are coming up with a a strategy, and then you're going to have to conversate it into game. Okay, because the way I I pictured it, it was just like, okay, here's the board, tell us what to do. And I'm in, like, the end of Mass Effect 3. Batarian standing (laughs) by. Krogan standing by. On your mark, Shepard. 
Alright, so I'm looking at this map here. Where where are the Vespine geysers? Mm-hmm. You fucking piece of shit. What? I thought you were like gonna take you're like, okay, here I go. Yeah, I thought you were gonna bust this shit wide open like you were just gonna put on the goggles and look, this is pod racing. But no, you had to make a joke out of it. So run run this by me one more time. How many people are on this ship right now? 42, 43 people, depending if you want TGB in the mix. Hey, one second. Let me just say, and for Griffin, I'm not sure how you're feeling there, Weston, but th- this is kind of like your apex, like, okay, we can't just hit W on this. We gotta, who are we gonna send in? <laughs> we can't. <laughs> I was gonna take, here's my strategy, right? We take all the 42 bodies, right? Oh. And they're just bodies. Rush them in. And then I just grab Baggio and Helen, and we just fly. Just fly in there, dude. Easy. I, I like to think that you say that you think it's a joke. Everyone's laughing. Everyone, at. yeah. And I'm just like, uh, it wasn't supposed to be that funny. Yeah, that was that was that was a joke. <laughs> Straight face. And JMO says, "There's a watchtower. It's a lot taller than the actual island in itself, and I would spot you from miles away." They've got a crew of ogre snipers in the watchtower. Ogres? How, how many? Do you know how many? If you look at the map, all scattered around the island are many different ogre encampments. I'm talking about the watchtower. How many are in the watchtower? I have no idea, but it could not be bigger than six. Six people. Six ogres. Six? So, is that... Oh, I got it. I got it. And these ogres, are, are they cool? No. No, they killed many of us. Oh, okay. Is that diamond up top, David, a watchtower, or what? It's gotta be the bottom one, right? Yeah, that's the watchtower. So there's no other watchtowers, there's that one. There's that one in front of the fortress. Everything else from the back, there is not a watchtower. Okay, I got it. I got it, boys. Out of game? Now this is just for the watchtower. I say if we take that out first, I think it makes everything else a little bit easier, right? Well, yeah, that's that was the first part of mine. Alright, check this out. What if I use one of the now you see it arrow? Ooh. I shoot it to the watchtower. It teleports. It's just like Loba's teleport, but with like bow and arrow. I shoot it. Talon and Baggio holds on to me. Okay. And when I shoot the arrow to the watchtower, we all teleport. We all get teleported inside the watchtower. And then it's just like a free-for-all, I guess, at that point. What we could also do is, I'm not sure what Baggio can do, I I don't really know your monk abilities, but I know one of Howland's big things is pretty much like AoE type shit with my poison and whatnot. Mm. You could also teleport me and you in there, and as Howland I could just use my poison wind flask inside the watchtower. Ooh. At that point, they have the choice to sit in the watchtower and die, or they can pretty much jump out and we can have people waiting for them to come out of it. That's a thing. We could do that. Is there something that Howland can do, just like what he did to TGB? Oh, the mind trick. Basically, now we have snipers sniping ogres from the other encampments. I mean, he can he could do that to one of them. Oh, just one? Yeah, I mean, I I could go up there and try to convince them, but Howland, uh... (laughs) What, like, go up there and just negotiate with them? (laughs) Yeah, literally, they're they're stupid ogres. (laughs) The thing is, I I would need to be very sure that I could convince them and Howland... Until I've got, like, a fucking plus eight or some crazy shit with whatever it is, 
Uh, I'm good. Not even gonna attempt that. Yeah, I'm not attempting anything. All I'm saying, Deej, I, I warned you, dude, but we haven't went over the limitations on the sword that never misses. So in this episode... Okay, fine. But next time, there is going to be a cooldown. The Nerf Angel is going to... See, that's what you said. That's what you said. Like... Nerf Angel is coming down, and it's going to fucking... That's what you said like three three sessions ago. All I'm saying is, Deej, if you nerf my sword that never misses, you better give a good reason. David's doing the Papa John, the Day of Reckoning will come. A good in-game reason, at least. Okay, I'll tell you why. Because the creator was poo-poo stinky. Yeah. No, the creator wasn't poo-poo stinky. It, <laughs> it worked in my campaign. It just doesn't work in any campaign outside of that campaign. BJ is just like, it is working as intended. <laughs> yes! This is my design. This is my design, yes! I have a good reason. I just haven't talked to Weston about it because I've been editing like a madman. I've got Puzzle Valley, I got Anglo episodes, I got Desmond episodes, so it's like, ah. Got Anglo Valley. But I like where Weston was going with the Now You See It arrow. Like, the second he brought that up, a tear came down my, my cheek. I was like, he remembered. <laughs> just like... <laughs> I made this sweater with my tears, and he's wearing it. That's how it feels. But I, I like where we're going with this. But I will just remind you that you also have these other characters around. Jamo and Illabark and even Captain Nikita Caster, who's been eating an apple and sitting in a chair that's just slightly above everybody else, looking down at you guys, trying to see what you guys are going to come up with, with Illabark pacing back and forth on her shoulders. I do have a plan currently. It's just funny because my plans involve TGB and he's in the break. <laughs> Shut up. Just forget about him. Offrod puts his gnarled cane onto the center of the map and he says, So tell me, you want to take out the watchtower or would you like to go to the fortress? Are we so sure that the treasure is inside this fortress on its own? Howland said him, and he's like, well, I don't believe there's much on this island that we are completely sure about beyond the danger and the fact that there are ogres and the fact that they're growing mangoes for some reason. Yeah, they're growing mangoes. It just from the background. Yeah, they got mangoes. <laughs> Wait, did he just add that? Just just threw that in? They're growing mangoes, Weston. Shut up. Shut up. It's yes and, Weston. Mago goes, they got mangoes on this island? You better believe it. <laughs> and Howland gets in real close to Baggio, and he's like, and you know what, Baggio? They're hoarding them. And they don't want to share their mangoes with anyone. But mangoes are good for you. Yeah, and they should be shared equally with everyone. Let's go kill them all. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> Let's go get fucking wild. <laughs> Gaspancho just like immediately his hand goes up and he says, I just want to say, I want to get most of those mangoes. Mangoes are very good for alcohol consumption. I call dibs on most of those mangoes. When he says they're good for, like, making alcohol and shit, Holland just... Quick question. Mago's gonna grab him by his collar of his <laughs> shirt and push him against the wall and say, Listen here, buddy, I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> I'll have you know I'm a vegetarian, and that means... <laughs> the finger guns at him. Mmm... How long does it take? Oh, no, no, a, a gate seed. It depends on how much magic is around. You guys have three of them. I'm glad you brought it up. Each one of you have one. And all that is is a portal to the... Coral Castle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm, is it worth? Can anyone just walk through the portal? Yeah. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> 
ogres show up at the castle. Yeah, we are. All, all of the ogres are like, there's a portal, guys. Come on, let's go. <laughs> and they just ransack the castle. <laughs> fucking 30 or 40 ogres come into the fucking castle, and Magwell's just, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, never mind. Can we close them, or is it permanent? They can be closed, but it's just like, that's a whole thing. It's a waste. I mean, it just depends, because I do want to make that clear. You guys do have three gate seeds that I would like you to scatter amongst Margo's Pass in places that you think would be viable, and if you think Skullcap Island is viable, that's interesting. Baggio does, because they got mangoes here. <laughs> oh, God. And David, when you said there were 43 people, does that include us, or is about 43 the, the crew? Without us. It includes you. 42 if you don't include TGB. 43 if you do. Dude, you and this TGB, dude. Uh, that's what I'm saying. I'm just saying he signed a contract to do this adventure. Pushing a TGB agenda, and I'm really <laughs> not about it. My thought is, like, I don't want this guy killed. So, like, keeping him in the brig's probably safe, but then... We should probably get him out of the brig, if I'm being honest. We should probably take him. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, you know, many uh, accidents can happen. You're like, what if something happens to the ship? Howland is just like, yeah, fuck TGB. And Griffin is like, yeah, well, we don't want him to get killed or anything, so we should probably leave him in the brig, really. And Howland just immediately, his eyes get wide as silver dollars, and he's just like, you know, I don't really think leaving him in the brig is just fair. <laughs> Are you taking him out? I just don't really see the reason. Can we get a little muffled from TGB? <laughs> just under the deck, just, I'm evil. <laughs> I'm evil. <laughs> I'm evil. <laughs> Is this why my master left me? Oh. <laughs> Howland just stamps his foot on the ground. Quiet, you. Quiet, eh? That reminds me of those songs on YouTube where it's like just an actual song, but it was been edited to make it sound like you're in the bathroom at a club. Oh, yeah. Those, those like, oh, yeah, it's a late night across the street is a club. Yeah. You're just angry neighbor. I thought you were going to say it's edited to make it sound like it's being sung by Wow Luigi. Wow. The Nixie coughs and goes, <clears throat> You know, if this is my crew, we'd already be on the island already. You'd already be dead, too. Hey, we might, but at least we can get on the island without talking about it first. You're more than welcome to go right now if you like. <laughs> he grabs at his suspenders and pulls them up and then slaps his chest. He says, Ah, uh, but I'm part of a crew right now, so uh, might as well play bowl. Interesting, then take a seat. <laughs> Part of a crew, right? Why don't you go uh, scout for us then? If you want to put me in a squad with the scouts, go forward. I hate this dude. <laughs> this is my TGB dude. This fucking bootleg punk ass Kano. <laughs> <laughs> Howland is like eyeing this map up and down, and Howland is going to go, um, JMO, can you come here for a second? I like to think the camera's on Howland and then just a big man that just towering over Howland, just off screen looking down at you. <laughs> The feet just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just imagine when Ed said that, he's like, Jamo, can you come here for a second? He comes over there and Ed, like, just slams Jamo on the desk, kills him. And then the camera pans out and it's like the SpongeBob where you see the ship just, like, back up, turn around, and then. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, <laughs> then leave. You, you just hear, like, raise the anchor! And the, the ship just starts backing up slowly and just fucking leaves. From, like, a couple feet above you, he's like, yes, 
Um, last time you tried to siege this island, how many of you did you say died? What was the casualty rate? 30 of us went on the island, 27 of us died. <laughs> Wonderful. Can you mark on this map where approximately the siege happened? Where the bodies might be? He scratches down so he's eye level with you, and then he looks down at the map, and he takes a little feather, puts it in some ink, and then he marks it right to the northeast of the watchtower. Northeast, okay. Now, we went over this before, but on this map, there is no compass. Fuck off. <laughs> Where's the northeast? God damn it. It could be anywhere. He could be you. It, it could be me. It could be anybody. It could be all of us. So it's northeast of the watchtower and not all the way to the fortress. I'm going to play Run Through the Jungle right now. Can you... St what? what? I thought we were doing the, the sea ambience. Yeah. I was trying to. We can. And for some reason, you guys keep playing Chug Jug. <laughs> Listen, I already, you already skipped Chug Jug, and that's, that's gone. That's in the past, but I wanted to listen to Through the Jungle while I'm coming up with Vietnam battle plans. So Howland is going to look at JMO, and he's like, okay. It is to my understanding that there are about 43 abled bodies on the ship, if we are including the one locked in the brig currently. If we would like to, we can divide our numbers here. We can split into groups of five, which I believe would give us eight groups with a little bit left over, which would mean that we can send in two squads from all four directions. With the bodies of your last abled crew, I can also add a little bit to that myself. If we would like, we can also keep a few squads in reserve on the ship, just in case they would like to lay siege to it. But... Given the nature of ogres, and given the way this entire island is laid out, I don't think we should be expecting much in the way of opposition on our boat. <laughs> Jamo was listening to you for a second, and then when he says, the crew of our last abled bodies, he goes, What do you mean by that? Howland just looks at him, and he's like, They might be dead, but they're certainly not useless. They might be useless as ogres feces. Mm, we'll see about that. I watch them die. I watch them be eaten. They're gone. Ah, right. Well, ah, this whole island is uh, full of surprises. And I think you might be surprised yourself a little bit later. We'll have to see. But regardless, your able-bodied crew from the last voyage are uh, a variable. And regardless of whether they may or may not be useful to me, that does not change the fact that we still have roughly 40 able bodies on this ship. How would you like to proceed? We can split into smaller squads, or we can send in about four giant groups. Groups consisting of ten from each direction. Offrod puts his cane up towards the air, basically raising his hand, and he says, I would like to take Long Dick here. I would like to take Grispancho. And I'd like if we could get TGB on our crew. A paladin would very much help us out if we'd like to flank around. Right. You send us to the other side of the island, and we can make it through. We'll take the north. Hmm. So it looks like we're probably going to be doing smaller squads then, is kind of what this seems to be. Which is fine, fair enough. Given the layout of this island, the only objective we have beyond sieging the center is taking down the watchtower. So I propose what we do is we send two teams from each direction. Howland looking around at everybody. Obviously, I leave who is on your team to your own discretion. It is up to you entirely. Once we have sieged the Watchtower, we can all make our way into the fortress and hopefully meet in the middle. 
whoever doesn't make it unfortunately doesn't make it and we can bring anyone that is wounded or hurt hopefully back to the ship depending on if we would like to leave anyone else on the ship to watch it but again it is up to you entirely out of game does, do we have any flying characters besides me all of the Osprey are human. The only other non-human characters are Griffin, Baggio. Oh, these are all humans? Yeah, all the Osprey are humans. <laughs> okay. Do you actually say that out loud? No, no, no. <laughs> Griffin just, yeah, yeah, okay. Then. They don't have wings. Like, they're just humans? Like, not like Helen-type human? We got stinky little humans. <laughs> <laughs> they're powerful, like you've seen JMO. In fact, can you roll a perception for me? Yes. Yes, I will. I mean, pretty powerful, but I wouldn't say they're that powerful if they can't fly, you know. Seven, nice. Big kahuna burger. Well, I'm just going to say this from your seven. The Osprey may just be like, ha-ha, stinky humans to you, or whatever you want to say with that one, especially because I think Griffin might be a little bit racist towards humans. I'm a racist. Did you really serve four years at Coral Castle? I did five. Could have done six. <laughs> Could have done six. Because of the buzzards. The fucking music with Griffin just looking at all the humans. Hell, I'm a racist. <laughs> no, I but I, I, I thought we were working with all sorts of, like, different characters. No, the only non-human characters are Griffin, Baggio, Illabark, Long Dick Platinum, TGB, and Grispancho. Those are the only ones. Jamo's human. He's the biggest one, but you've also seen him do some weird and wild things, like him jumping 12 feet into the air to land onto the ship. Out of game, these ogres in these camps, what kind of weapons are they working with? Is it just range or is it melee? Probably both. Both? Ogres, they have all types of weapons. The ones in the watchtowers have seemed to be the most interesting ones using bows and arrows. Everyone else has bones and bricks and rocks, and it seems like they actually deal more with melee. See, my thought process was if we had another type, like flying type character, anyone who was wounded or injured, we can assert them as like the medical, like fly in, grab them, take them back to the ship. If we take out the watchtowers and there's no range weapons... And then all the other ogres on the island would just have stuff that they could throw. You say that Offrod actually pulls out a card from his robe and he says, It's interesting you say that. I may not be able to fly all the time, but I do have these cards that give me specific abilities. And he holds out one of the cards and he flips it in his hand. The camera zooms in on it and it says Wings of Icarus and he says, this card will allow me to fly for a day. If you need, we could use this. If you really truly do not need our squad on the north. We mean our squad. Offrod and them said that they were going to use their squad on the north side of the island. We just need one person, I, th I, th I thought. That's fine, but he's got a card that will allow him to do that. Will it allow his whole squad to do it, or just him? Not him. Just him. <sighs> well... We also don't know how strong he is, so, uh... Well, I guess if they're all dead... And how. Alright, scratch that. <laughs> don't say that one out loud. I did not say that out loud, and that's out of game. <laughs> he puts his card back. <laughs> Can you only use those cards one time? Uh, depends on the card. Sometimes I can use it multiple times, but it so happens that I have... And he produces a second card from his sleeve into his hand, and he says, A double-use card. 
<laughs> you gotta draw four. Where do you get those? I'm a collector of these cards. I want one. I guess it's from a card store that sells this game I play called Kachugio. It's very good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm quite good at it. He pets your head and he says, Maybe in the future. Time to d d d duel. <laughs> <laughs> if you would like... You could donate to Autumn's Rise, and I might be able to give you a car. Hell yeah. Pay to win. Pay to win. Is there a game with the cards? Life is a game, and you most likely will lose. Sounds like pay to win to me. Could've just said no. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like I'm gonna have to send this a-hole to the Shadow Realm. <laughs> <laughs> He stands back up, putting the card back in his sleeve, and then his eyes glaze over, he stares forward, and he says, Long Dick, I would prefer if you kept my cards in my satchel, please. And you see him pull a stack of cards out of his hand, and he says, Hey, you can't blame a guy for trying, and he puts it back into the satchel. Oh. <laughs> Jamo continues, From what we've talked about, you'd like to use your, quote-unquote, now you see it, arrow to enter into the watchtower. That's a start. It's getting across all these wild magic traps that I'm worried about. You said it's got flames? Flames on the watchtower. It could have flames. It doesn't right now. It could, though. Okay. What if, what if they hold off? Once we get the watchtower cleared out, we will light the flame. And that's your sign to start moving in. That's... Unless that flame does something magical, that could be bad for us, I don't know. No, 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 I think Offrod says, That's a nice idea. You go in, make sure you take care of the ogre snipers in the watchtower, and then we'll continue after that. Does anyone else have a problem with that? I trust Griffin. My boy. There it is. Okay, so Howland putting his hands together, just kind of like, Okay, so... Me, Griffin, and Baggio will assault the watchtower in the front, and all the other teams can try to make their way to the center of the fortress. Two teams, again, will take each side. What teams you're on and what side you're going on is up to all of your discretion, but no one is to move a foot on that island until you see the watchtower burning. Is that much understood? Jamo nods his head. You see everyone else around the table nod their heads. I don't think anyone has a problem with it. You actually see Long Dick yawning. Helen, with all these magical traps, is there anything that you could do to help that out? To help mitigate those threats? Yeah. Oh my god, shut up. This dude wants everyone to die. <laughs> Hell yeah. The magic traps. That's that's Howland's thinking sounds. Howland thinking just. I'm trying to look through my spells right now to see if there's anything that I could cast on like a really big boy level to see if I can just do anything like that. In 3.5, there's a spell called Disable Magical Device. I don't know if that exists in 5th edition. Let me check. Boom. I got more information on my written sheet. Damn it, dude. What? I have an advantage on perception, dexterity saving throw, thanks to Kanan. Roll another perception, then. Oh! A nat 20. 21. Okay. I kind of wasted that. 
my one nat 20 for the day. On roll 20, it's not like you're setting up bullets in the chamber. There's not just a nat 20 in the Russian roulette wheel. It literally just randomizes it every time, so you'll never know. But I think going back on that natural 20 perception of the crew, JMO is definitely the most respected. Even the captain respects JMO to come up with a strategy. You see her, she's sitting in her chair looking back at JMO. She doesn't think that JMO would ever make a wrong turn. But you have also noticed that because of his well-respected nature on the ship, most people come to him because of that. But also you remember the way that he's mentioned the humans and the osprey, and they have always talked about, like, oh, yeah, their land, Falcon Tomb, their land. But he's never said, like, oh, my land. He's always talked about how Falcon Tomb and other human parts were their land and never really his thing. And that makes you wonder if he is from Falcon Tomb or is he from any other place in the world. It, it seems like he's got a bit of mystery to him than other people. What's on top of the fortress? You just said it's made of wood? It's made of many different ships that Thug Ruck has taken over the years. It's built constructively. It doesn't make sense. Wood could be destroyed. It could be burnt. We could explode it if we'd like, but I don't know where the treasure is on the island. I never got farther than the wall. And you said what's around the fortress? Barbed wire? Barbed wire, steel, metal. I mean, I guess I should ask what you guys are going to do about TGB. I think that's going to be a big thing that you want. Well, Griffin and Baggio want him to be safe on the ship. I thought we were clear. I mean, you guys. But you have to ask yourself, what does TG whatever want? Didn't Grispancho want TGB in his platoon? I mean, that's what Offrod said. I also was thinking, and I could cast Fog on the island too, so we can all get in there. Come out of the fog, yeah. I like that. That would be a cool idea. I can cast Fog on the island and then you just see the flame light up through the fog faintly. Or you see the flame, and as soon as the watchtower starts going up, the fog rolls in. Ooh. In the fog, that's when everybody comes in. Either or. But I was asking these guys about TGB, because Offrod is the wizard. Grispancho is just a dwarf bartender, so from Windswept. And then Longdick is a swashbuckler like yourself, Griffin. He used to be the, the captain of the King's Pleasure. Jamo is a human. You, I think on that natural 20, you can assume he's a barbarian. But ultimately, it's up to you guys where you want Jamo to be. I just need you guys to confirm all of that information before we move forward. Have they confirmed? Do we want anybody on the ship? Like, do we need anyone to be on the ship? You guys have cannons on the ship that I think would be useful. Hmm... Why don't we leave two squads of people on the ship, so ten? Why don't we leave ten people on the ship to man the cannons and whatnot, and wait for anybody wounded to come back? Which, if we leave ten people on the ship, that's two squads down, so that would still leave us with six squads. Okay, how about this? What's these X's, by the way, real quick? Those are specific traps on the island. Those are like hedgehog traps from D-Day, World War II. The giant spike traps to keep boats and shit from landing on the shore. So the boat will not be able to land on it. What if uh, you cast fog before we get there? That way they can't see the ship rolling up. We park as close as we can get to the watchtower. They still don't know. They don't hear anything. Mm -hmm. Can I shoot my arrow from the ship to the watchtower? Do I have that distance? If you get real close to the island, I think so. If you put the sword that never misses into your bow and shot it, it would hit. Is that true? Yes. Oh, shit. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay. I don't think I know that in game. No, you don't. <laughs> but but sick, dude. Hell yeah. Thank you for that. Fuck you, dude. You didn't mention that. I want to get those giant spike traps in real life and put those around my house. But the fog rolls in. We get as close as we can. We have people stationed, like, in the water. I shoot the arrow from the ship to the watchtower. We get in. When we light the flame... I don't know if you can make fog go away, or even if you want the fog to go away. When the flame is lit, that's when the cannons start to go off. I think you say that, and then for the first time, Nikita Caster steps up off of her seat there, strolls over to the table where you guys all are, and she starts walking around, and you see that her hands are behind her as she's walking. You hear the clop of her boots as she's talking, and she finally says, It's a good plan. I'll do the cannons. Everyone would agree, and JMO nods his head, that I'm the best one suited for the cannons. And then you'll all go on the ship. You'll take the rowboat, get to the island. Or you said a now you see it arrow. Could I see the now I see it arrow? Uh, hesitantly. Griffin's like, uh, yeah. And he pulls one out. Illabark grabs it from you and brings it up to Nikita, who grabs it from Illabark and starts looking at the tip of it, which is this shard of crystal. And she's looking at it. You see the reflection of her eyes in it. And she says, hmm, this is pretty. And she tosses it back at you to catch. I'm assuming you just catch it. But she says, (laughs) what if I just don't catch it? All right, roll a dexterity saving throw. Wait, this is a joke. Hold on, hold on. No, it's too late. <laughs> you already said it. What if I don't catch it and I just step out of the way, hits the ground, and she just teleports? And then I I deck her. <laughs> Griffin is just in there like, these hoes always be on my arrow. <laughs> no, uh, I, I want to catch it. That's fine. Should I still roll? I was just going to be a dick. No, nah, it's fine. Yeah, you're going to make me waste one, dude. You pussy. <laughs> But she continues around it, and you see that her hands start to glow this rose gold as the pens on the table start to levitate, and she turns back, and she says, I'd like to say that this is going to go all well and good for everybody, and the pens start turning towards each of you, Howland, Baggio, Griffin. Everyone has a pen towards them as it goes slowly towards your throats. Uh. And she says, We all signed a contract. If we die, the money we get from the treasure goes to the next person and it goes into the big pile. So if any of you steal treasure on the island, and the pen gets really close to your necks, and she says, I might have to do something about that. Now we're all friends. Griffin, no. No. Griffin takes the pen, snatches it out of the air, snaps it in half, drops it to the ground. That's the last thing we need to worry about. First thing we need to worry about is making it back to the ship a lot. You get it? Bitch. She smiles wildly, and Illabark, you actually see him put his hand to his mouth. This is Baggio. <laughs> Sweating. <laughs> We're on a, okay, I just want to say this. We're on a fucking podcast. An Can audio you podcast. describe the gifts you send? We need visuals. When we go into visual. Never. You added that shit. (laughs) DJ, just learn animation. I know animation. It's hard. I don't want to do it. Okay, wait. Can I redo that line? Yeah, sure. I need a little bit more emotion because, like, now this is coming back to, like, 
like Griffin with smoke and that whole ordeal. Ooh, so you think this pressure on you might be a trigger? Yeah, like it's just like flashbacks. So you think Griffin wants to smoke or? I, yeah, he would love smoke. Yeah, he would love to have smoke. <laughs> <laughs> say the say the line though. And I gotta okay. Griffin takes the pen, snatches it out of the air, snaps it in half, drops it to the ground. That's the last thing we need to worry about. We need to worry about getting back to the ship alive. I think you do that. There's a big surprise. Even JMO, who doesn't really react to that much, snaps to your face, and he seems surprised by just that outburst. I'm staring down that captain, whoever that is. When Griffin's spitting facts, Baggio, when Griffin's spitting facts. That's true. Describe the goddamn gift. <laughs> it's it's the it's the girl doing the fist bump and crying. The CW, CW black girl meme. <laughs> You're staring down Nikita, and she smiles at you widely while Illabark is on her shoulder staring down at you with his mouth agape. All the pens fall down back to the table, and she says, You're right, Griffin. You're very right. I just thought I'd give you a warning to anybody. And she puts her hand on Long Dick's face, scrunching it so it looks like he's doing a duck face. To anyone who thought that they could get away with the treasure that is so rightfully all of ours. Hmm. But of course. But of course. It's good to know that everyone's trying to do the right thing. Yes, to know that we're all going to distribute every single cent of this treasure evenly. Bagio pats Howland on his back and goes, Howland, you know I'm really proud of you. You're doing good things. Howland just looks at Baggio and takes Baggio's hand off of his shoulder, and he's like, Yes, most good. <laughs> now that all of this is out of the way, and she pats you on the back, Griffin, gives you a nice little smile. Oh my god. She says, I think it's time we enact this little invasion. I suggest that none of you die. But if you do, more for me. I don't like this chick. She's sus, dude. Howland is so over it. <laughs> Howland is just like, all right. Well, we've been on this boat long enough. <laughs> Shit, hold on. Rewind it. Because I forgot we've actually got two squads staying on the ship now. So we've got six squads. What I want to do is I want to have two squads go from the left, the right, and the back. And then us, on here, which I'm going to make us green, us, we will assault the watchtower and we will go right in through the front. Right. Although we're going to have to go stop by where um, the last crew died and pick that up real quick, but... <laughs> Mercy, Rez. Yeah, mainly we're, we're going to come through the they're front. They're dead. Shut up! Eaten! No, there's still bones. Jamo said so. No. Yeah, well, Jamo's a dumb piece of shit. So how about that? Jim was smart, and he, he's lovable, and he's great. Okay, so now the fortress. Here's the thing. If there are bones, I need to go over there. Don't take this from me. You know what this is. Don't try to fuck me. Just, There's no just... bones. Well, where would they be? What do you mean? They eat them. They hungry. <laughs> they are. They, why would they eat the bone? Did these ogres not poop? Did they not poop the bones out? Oh, my God. Can you digest bones? No. Is that a thing? No, I mean, it depends on what kind of creature you are. Yeah, the whole crew died. Oh, really? Yeah, but there's no bones because fuck you. 
Oh my god. That's fine though. <laughs> Mainly the two, again, two squads can take each side, and I think we can probably handle the front, realistically. Okay, but here's the thing on this map. DJ said that this wall, this wall right here, yeah. it's got barbed wire, steel, blah blah blah. Yeah. The fortress. Now, what do we do when we get to this wall? We'll obviously have to find a way to get over it. I have three arrows. Do we just shoot it again on top? Well, that's the thing is, like, we can get in there between my ability to soft fly and you being able to do that. <laughs> we can get in there. Everybody else, they'll have to kind of figure that one out, but I'm I'm kind of hoping a bunch of them die. So that's, it'll be cool for me. Out of game. Out of game. You don't know that. <laughs> Wait, is there any, like, is there like a, there's got to be a door or something, right? Or doors on these walls? Well, I mean, to my understanding, that thing surrounding the middle fortress is some kind of, like, moat or something, so I, I feel like it's gonna have to fly over the wall. Is this water in between the fortress and the barbed wire, or what? What is this? Is that, like, a moat there, or is that something else? Well, JMO never got- he just saw the wall. It's a wall of barbed wire and metal just surrounding the fortress. That's it. And then you just see the fortress. Looking at this map, how far in did they get last time? We're gonna say that it's, like, water. Mark it with, like, some other color. Mark it with, like, orange or, or like, something that we haven't used yet. The thing is, we don't know that's water. What's the deepest they got last time? You see where that green spot right there towards the right, that's... It's that's... where the J was, right? It's not been confirmed yet that there is water. Yeah, it has not been confirmed, but you have no idea. Wing it, dude. We're just gonna wing it. Yeah, like I said, how they get into the fortress is kind of up to them. The last thing that I want to do... Is that beaver, like, is that thing gone? <laughs> nope. I was waiting for someone to bring that up. Alright, lovely. I've been waiting on that. <laughs> Howland is going to... Because I'm sick of talking about this. It's It's been an hour. <laughs> Howland is just going well, to... Well, I, I was just... No, I know. It's just like, okay, let's... Come on now. Well, no, I kept asking you, and you guys kept saying, okay, we're going to do this. I'm like, okay, but what about those two guys that asked you what they, what you guys wanted their squad to do? And you're like, you're right. This is what we're going to do. Well, that's the thing is, we, listen, they, they can figure out how they want to get in and who they want in their squad. That's up to them. The best I can do is just kind of format it, put them into squads, tell them where they're coming from. But how they get in there and how we all meet up is that is that is their discretion. All right, then here, just for audience, JMO is gonna lead the Osprey onto the actual beaches with the ogre encampment, and then Offrod Squad is gonna head. Oh, I like that name. Offrod Squad is gonna head up onto the north side. Anyway, two squads will come from the right, two from the left, and two from the back. Me, Griffin, and Baggio can handle the front. Believe I have that covered. When we're approaching the island, which I'm, I'm going to say out of game, I, I don't... Are we, like, rolling up on it, right? Is that... If you have the beaver, you guys could roll up on the beaver through the fog instead of having the ship go up there first. True. That's definitely an idea. It depends. Is this... Will I have to reconvince the beaver, or is it still loyal to me for a little bit? <laughs> That's such a weird sentence. <laughs> it's D&D. <laughs> Am I going to have to reconvince this beaver? <laughs> No, I was going to let you let you convince him for this situation. I'm not going to be like, oh, your 59 minutes is up. That's so Raiden. The signal will be when the watchtower is burning. I have one more thing to take care of, so uh, give me one minute. And Howland is going to go to the back of the ship where the beaver is at. 
when you leave Griffin and Baggio, you're still in the captain's quarters, and Grispancho puts his hand in the air. He's like, are we going to do anything about TGB, or are we just going to... Do you think he'll be an actual help to you? He's a paladin. He's the only one of us who can heal, but if you guys think that he's that bad of a person, fuck him. Leave him in there. Yeah, I think he's, uh... Baggio looks over at Griffin and goes, Griffin, I think... Maybe he's not as bad as his actions portray. Everyone makes mistakes. Right, Baggio. You know what? I I totally agree with you. I don't think he's... Wait, am I convinced? Are you? <laughs> I don't know. Are you? I, I don't know. I don't think Griffin... I think he knows what happened. Okay, so you want to leave him in the in the brig? No, 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 no. I think I know... No, Griffin thinks he knows that Howland may or may not be fibbing. Ah, so you want it. Okay. That's what I was like, you know what, Baggio? I th- I think you're right. I don't think he's who you think he is. But Grispancho, if you can trust him and if he's going to be a big help, I'm more than willing to let him out. I just ask that you just take care of him. Don't leave him behind. Well, you know I'll protect him. Right. You're not going to be with us, Baggio, so be that as it may, I'm going to get out of this fucking room and I'm going to go get that fucking dog is. Grispancho leaves the room, followed by Offrod and followed by Long Dick with his hands in his pockets. Nikita and Ilbark stay back, and Jamo looks back at you, Griffin, and Bogku, and he says, Get your shit together. Aw. And then he leaves the room. We cut to Howland by the beaver. What are you doing? Howland is standing on the beaver's bill while the beaver is back there, and Howland is literally on it, and Howland's like, Okay, okay, now hear me out. Hear me out. Because what I'm about to say is going to sound like some wild shit. But, but, I do believe that it would be in your best interest. So, the plan. You act as a vessel, and you ferry the crew across from this boat onto the island, and you help me and my comrades break into this fortress, and you siege this island with us right now. Gonna be honest, it sounded better in my head. But it'll be good for you. (laughs) I believe it'll be a learning experience. And you will have all the ogres that you could possibly want to eat. Now what could be better than that? (laughs) It's just... I can't do the the beaver noise, but... (laughs) You did it better than me last time. (laughs) <laughs> Put all that in there. Keep all that in there. <laughs> God. That's embarrassing, dude. No one knows. What do beavers sound like? I don't even know. I said Howland was on his bill because for some reason I imagined a duck-billed platypus. <laughs> I just imagined you were on his tail, just like, all right, we're doing <laughs> Are we good now? Just fuck it, dude. Let's just go. Almost. One second. You motherfucker, BJ. Is it for a meme? <laughs> no, actually. I swear it's going to be a meme. I found what beavers sound like. It's a meme. No, I looked up like what beavers sound like. That's what they sound like. Yeah. They're like, mm, mm, mm. I don't know about that. That's not as. Whoop. <laughs> oh, dude. I, I, I literally wasn't making a meme. I was just trying to show them what beavers sound like. You're being the dick. I know. This is what Elobard. Dawn says. Illabark slime. Illabark. <laughs> what was that meme? What was that reverse? 
What was that reverse flash meme? Is like, you know, when your girlfriend touched your leg and you came instantly, Barry? It was me, Barry. It was me? It was me the entire time. I was jerking you off. At super speed. As fast as I possibly could to make sure that you came prematurely. Yeah. <laughs> so are we good? Yes. Yes. All right. We're all back in the headquarters, right? Set the scene. Whoa, we gotta have a cool line, and then we're playing Fortunate Son, right? Well, I mean, I still need to talk to this beaver. Someone say a cool line. I thought you already said your shit to beaver. Well, yeah, but I didn't know if he agreed. <laughs> I didn't know if he, if he was cool with it or not. <laughs> I didn't know if he agreed. <laughs> all right, all right, say your shit to the beaver. I already did. Just tell me if he agreed. <laughs> say yes, dude. And I, I said he went... <laughs> What does that mean? What does that mean? Oh, no. We've had an hour and a half of planning, dude. Listen, dude, Howland don't speak beaver. Fuck it. Howland is just, he's going to pat this beaver on the head, and he's like, see, I knew you would get it. And Howland is going to fly up, and whatever fucking happens, happens. (laughs) Jesus Christ. So, anyways, Howland is back. Everybody's fucking ready. We've gone through the plan. Everybody pick who's staying on the ship and who's going. Figure it out. Right, right. This bitch is worried about treasure. We get it. Someone say a goddamn cool line so we can play for it. <laughs> All right, Weston, you're on the spot. Do it. Yeah, uh, l- let's go. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> let's go. <laughs> Uh, uh. Sonic Hero! <laughs> oh, Sonic, you want a bite of my chili dog? Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Get ready, boy. Skip this. <laughs> Skip this, I'm waiting for it. I thought that was the line, and I was like, what? Griffin literally says in-game, he's like, everybody skip this trap. Vote on it now. Say the line. Don't mess up. Don't fuck it up. Dude, I'm gonna laugh. Okay. This is our swamp now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not even a swamp, though. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Hey, I grew up in a swamp. With an evil look in his eye, Howlin just looks directly at the camera and goes, War reference. <laughs> <laughs> War reference. <laughs> can, can we please jump cut to all of us on the beaver rolling in through the fog? <laughs> yes. Yeah, the camera is on all three of you as you jump off the ship onto the beaver. For literally no reason, Howland doesn't have sleeves on his robe for some of the sleeves are cut <laughs> off. The sleeves off his robe! <laughs> we all got eye paint. Baggio has got a helmet that says born to hug, born to kill on it. No, born to hug, forced to kill. Griffin's got like a cigarette in his beak and he's got a red bandana tied around his head. Yes. As you guys are swimming away on the beaver, we cut to every member of the Osprey. Jamo is putting his hand in a big bucket of red paint as he puts it on his head and then drags it down. We cut to Offrod, who's going through his cards and shuffling them, putting them in his sleeves. We cut to Long Dick, who is scratching his ass at first, then he pulls up the suspenders <laughs> back on. It looks like he is unbuckling his belt, and then he turns around and whips it at the camera. And then we cut to Grispancho, who's drinking alcohol, as he opens the cage for TGB who jumps out of the cage and hugs Grispancho, who looks at the camera with just like, oh, this guy. Can we say someone rubs the red paint on TGB too? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. TGB goes to hug JMO and JMO doesn't know what to do and then accidentally rubs the red paint on his back. He gets it all over his face. I love TGB. <laughs> is Baggio just camoed out for no reason? My shell is painted camo. 
he has to have the duality of man helmet from Full Metal Jacket. We cut to Nikita Castor and Illabark, who's looking over with all the cannons drawn, and she says, Let's wait for the signal. You know what, Weston? I was waiting for you to say that line. I was so ready to try to get in there before you play Fortunate One. I was so fucking ready to just get you. (laughs) Sonic Hero. This would have killed my mood so much. As we're still decked out to look like it's Vietnam and we're listening to Sonic Heroes. Don't play anything yet because that was actually a good spot to... Cut. No. Oh. Just for this. Oh. Oh, man. Oh, my. I knew. I knew. As soon as, soon as I heard, <laughs> yeah, that was a good spot. To talk about why we're sponsored by NordVPN. <laughs> Raycon. I could feel it. Yeah, Raycons. The E3 every day is from Raycon. BJ, I need you to hit that, uh, hit that first one, that first line. Get your best broadcaster voice out there. I'm going to do my customer service voice from working at call centers. Okay, let me read it normal first just to get it in my head. No, just say Thanks for listening and don't forget to give us iTunes reviews. Yeah, that's how you say it normal, huh? Just use that clip right there. <laughs> Thank you for <laughs> Thanks for listening and don't forget to give us an iTunes review or tweet about the show. Both of these things really help the show grow and allow us to go more <laughs> Dang it. Do it again. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to give us an iTunes review or tweet about the show. Both of the ah, dang it! <laughs> I can do this. Do it, can do, you're, this. do it slower. You're talking so fast. <laughs> you're just trying to do. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to give us an iTunes review or tweet about the show. Both of these things really help the show grow and allow us to do more. And the elder, you're like trying to go a mile a minute. Oh, Ed, we could have used that. What? Thanks for listening, and don't forget to give us an iTunes review or tweet about the show. Both of these things really help the show grow and allow us to go on more Eldrick Journeys. Follow us on Twitter at Eldrick Journeys. That's E-L-D-R-I-C, not Eldritch. God damn it. You can listen on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and more. Thank you. Me and Weston made eye contact right there. <laughs> are, are we rolling with it? Yeah. Do we fuck with the war? We're rolling with that? Yeah, we fuck with the war. Okay, that's fine. All right. <laughs> Listen, the amount of times that David has had to explain that it's Eldrick and not Eldritch, I think I'm allowed to clarify. Even in real life, I'm like, yeah, Eldritch Journeys. Oh, do you mean Eldritch Journeys? I'm like, no, dude, I picked the name. It's Eldrick. He's like, don't you mean Eldritch? I'm like, no, Eldrick. If you want to make a donation or support us, then go to twitch.tv slash You son of a bitch. <laughs> If you want to make a donation or support us, then go to patreon.com slash Journeys. You'll have a greater chance at becoming or naming an NPC, or get a message read out on the show, and you'll be able to listen to our Patreon-exclusive podcast, Puzzle Valley. Remember when this used to sound like a scam? It still kind of does. Anyone who shouts us out using the hashtag, Let's Take a Journey, will get a chance to become an NPC in the world. And if you donate, there's an even greater chance of that. <laughs> Email us at eldrickjourneys at gmail.com. E-L-D-R-I-C-J-O-U-R-N-E-Y-S. 
at gmail.com to submit magic items for the shelf or anything else on your mind. Now back to the show. Can't believe you don't have your own unique domain for the email, dude. Eldrick Journeys at Eldrick Journeys. Make me a website. Well, <laughs> that's funny that you said that because today's sponsor is Squarespace. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> if only. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll, we'll get, get there. there. The camera opens up on a foggy day. I'm just going to say Howland, like, casted a massive thing of fog. I think, like, right now we were currently riding in through the fog, all painted up. The fog is rolling in onto the beach as we see Hump and three figures on top of a beaver in the distance as it slowly trudges into land. The beaver comes close to the beach and we see the hedgehog traps on either side of it as it finally touches ground alright boys this is where legends are made buddy currently we are heading towards the watchtower right on a beaver the beaver pretty much unloads us on the island right and don't move a muscle forward until we burn down the watchtower is that to be understood that was the signal on the ship but since all three of you are right next to each other, I think they get you. I wanted to clarify so no one dies needlessly. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> can we see the watchtower, or are we now also... You can see a distant light up above you, which you can assume is the watchtower because of this fog now. Wes, can you roll a perception, because you have advantage on it, to see if you can see where the watchtower is? Yeah, I was looking on my thing. I thought I had something where I could see through walls. Yeah, you do. But yes, I will gladly roll. 19? On a 19, you guys get off the beaver, you make it onto Skullcap Island. And the first thing that you notice, Griffin, is that you step onto the island and it's not sandy. There's no sand on this beach. You thought there would be sand, but th there's none. You look down and it looks like marble. Marble? What? Yeah, like white marble. Like the entire thing is one giant piece of marble, or like the sand is all comparable to marbles? The whole island is one big marble, it feels like. one, Not one, like, actual fucking throwing marble, but... All the sand is just... The whole island is just little marbles, dude. Everyone's just slipping and sliding everywhere. It's all made out of little marbles. <laughs> Nobody can stand up. No, it's the material marble. It's made out of that. And also on a 19, you don't even need your eyepiece that you were given by the Peregrine. Got eagle eyes, dude. You see right through the fog, you see the distant light coming from the watchtower. You know exactly where to shoot that now. You see an arrow. So everybody has pretty much gone their own direction. We're at the watchtower. Yeah, they're waiting on the signal at this point. All right, boys, hang on. Oh, okay, we're going in. Grab me, Helen. Let's go! I'm, I'm going to take one arm, you take the other. We will both lift Bagia. <laughs> Wait, what? Well, I, I can levitate straight up. Like, I don't have, like, I couldn't fly for miles, but I can, like, you know, I could fly up there if I wanted to. So I'm just going to, like... Yeah, they got... That was... I'm going to grab Bagio's arm, and you can grab the other one, and we'll fucking... We'll yoink him up there. <laughs> no, but they got snipers, dude. Yeah? 
that was the whole point of using the now you see it arrow. Yeah, the arrow that teleports us. Oh, I thought you wanted to fly up there. I was like, well, yeah, but I don't. Okay, rewind. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, just fucking. <laughs> <laughs> okay, grab a hold of me, boys. Howland literally puts one finger on your shoulder. Mago's hugging you. <laughs> so Griffin proceeds to grab the bow, do one of these, hands behind the back, whips out an arrow. Now you see it, arrow. Pulls the string back, closes one eye, let's go. The arrow goes. We're gonna hit the roof of the watchtower. Does it have windows? Or is it open? It has windows. It looks like these ogres got windows on this island. Okay, what do you want to define as window? Do you want to say glass or something you can just glass? Okay, then no, no glass. Oh, okay, yeah, sick. Are you wanting to throw me through a window again? No, no, no. <laughs> I just want to get on the roof, and that way we can just like swing off the roof into the. We're now on the roof, correct? Right. The arrow touches onto the roof, and almost immediately, you guys disappear in the color of your auras, and then you guys reappear in the color of your auras onto the roof, almost like Nightcrawler from X-Men. Bamf. So as we're on top of this roof, and we're trying real hard to stay quiet... Griffin grabs his sonar eyepiece, and he looks down through the roof to see how they're stationed. You use the eyepiece, it creates that big, like, poof, that copper color. And you see five ogres, one in each corner of the room, and it looks like they're just pacing back and forth. One guy is scratching at his back. Then there's one guy that's in the center of it. For an ogre, it's definitely a more intelligent planning device. Right, so these ogres seem more organized? Yes. Is the fog in the watchtower as well, since it don't have windows? I would think the fog is mostly an outside thing. You can't see through the fog as clear as day. In fact, you actually hear the ogres talking. These fucking fogs ever can see a bloody thing. Can you see from corner to corner of the room? Is the vision even, like, impaired? Not inside of the room, no. Damn. I was about to just, like, silently grab him with my talons and just throw him out. I mean, you could roll a stealth and attempt that and see if you could get there and just toss him without them noticing. I'd make you roll a stealth. I've got a plan. I could actually use something that I don't think I've gotten to use yet. Oh? Go ahead. It's a spell. Do I still have it? Where the fuck is it? So what I could do, if we just want to put like a little hole in the roof or something, doesn't really matter. I could use my uh, poison wind flask in there, and I could trap them inside with a bisial barrier. Ooh. Which I haven't gotten to use yet. Do you remember that, David? Yes. Howland is going to um, look at Griffin and Baggio. Quietly, he's going to say, like, I've got a plan. Can someone put a hole in this roof here that's big enough for me to put my hand through? Maybe not, like, his entire hand, but, like, maybe a golf ball-sized hole? Damn. Do I have anything that could get through a roof? You have a sword. Uh, yeah. Maybe a sword. Or a dagger, maybe. Could you send me that spell? What was the name of it? Well, it's it's one that we made. Oh, okay, then you are definitely going to have to. Yeah, that's why I was like, is that cool? It's called Abyssal Barrier. Griffin whips out his dagger, jabs it into the roof, and starts cutting a little hole into the top of the roof. That's Bonesaw, right? Yeah. Howland to roll a perception. Howland on that eight, he pulls out his dagger. Nothing really special. Right. You got a plan, Helen? 
I certainly do. I would like to call this little ditty the fumigation method, and Howland is going to take his poisoned wind globe flask, uh, uncork it, I guess, and he's gonna put it right up to the hole that Griffin just made and just let all the poison wind fly in there. We cut below the roof. We just see the poison wind coming from the flask into the watchtower as the ogres don't really pay any mind. They think it's just the fog at the time. And then all of a sudden they start coughing. <coughs> I'm going to say Howland can probably hear them coughing to some extent. So Howland is going to go like, okay, we're ready. And Howland is going to cast Abyssal Barrier. Now, to describe that, what it did, the barrier itself doesn't, like, hurt them. Imagine, like, Howland can just entrap an area in, like, a Pokeball. It's kind of what this is. <laughs> He's gonna go, okay, Griffin, on three, I'm gonna need you to lift Baggio. Uh, yeah, yeah, I can do that. One, two, three, and... Ideally, you jump up with Baggio and Howland levitates a couple of feet off, and you just see this writhing black dome, just this writhing black spear enclose the top of the watchtower, and just lock him in there with the poison wind. What are you doing to him, Howland? What is this? <laughs> I am simply cutting off air circulation. Uh, Don't worry, this will only take a few minutes, hopefully. <laughs> How much damage did we say that the Poison Wind Flask does? Oof. 1d12? If something does a d100, is that nuts? Yeah. I thought it said 4d100. Oh no. The Abyssal Barrier. How long does that last? The way I thought of it is that it lasts until they break it. I always imagined it would have some kind of HP. Okay, how much HP do you think it has? Given that it's a second level spell. Yeah, so what do you think would be good for that? Okay, so this is what I'm going to do. There are five ogres inside of it. I'm going to roll 5d20 right now to see if they can break it. Do I also need to roll the damage for my poisoned wind flask? You already did, 10. Oh, I didn't even realize I clicked that. You do that, you create this abyssal barrier surrounding the ogres inside, and you actually hear them coughing up a storm and screaming. For the first round of quote-unquote combat inside this barrier, you deal 10 damage on all of them. I'm going to keep rolling here to see when or if they break it, and we'll see how much damage your abyssal barrier slash flask does to them before they break the barrier. So let's see what happens. This along with their d6 here. All right, roll another flask, please. Right. Roll your flask, Howland. Don't tell me what to do. Whoa. Roll your flask again. Will do. Keep it going, boys. Griffin, you're holding Baggio and you're staring down. It looks like the abyssal barrier starts to spider glass, almost like Reinhardt's shield in Overwatch when it's taking a lot of damage. It's getting right to the point of that, but you, you also hear everybody inside being badly damaged. You're gonna let them out, right? You're gonna make them pass out? I'm gonna let them out in a second. Griffin is, like, looking at it. I assume Griffin knows what's happening. Yeah, but these ogres have killed. Yeah, and they're definitely gonna kill us. I'm looking at it, and, like... They're not people. Like, these are, like, these are big fucking ogres that are gonna eat you and use your spine like a whip. 
I don't know how to describe the face, but he's just like looking. It has to be done. It is what it is. There's, at the end of the day, we're worried about our lives. This I like Griffin's struggle here. It's it's like, like the political like moderate versus left versus right. It's like he's the center and he's like trying. He's just like ah. I'm a libertarian. All right, we'll not use that one. I'm gonna cut that. <laughs> cut that right out of it. Democratic, Republican, and uh, uh, don't get me started on Hamilton, dude. I'm a motherfucking Democratic Republican. No, Bernie. What, what party is he? Democratic Socialist. No, like the what's the three things you can run as president? Democratic Party. Independent. Independent. Yeah, Democrat isn't. He's he's definitely a socialist. Democrat. He's not an independent. Anyway, the ethereal barrier shna- shatters. Shatters. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say snap. The ethereal barrier, the abyssal barrier shatters as this aura of ghostly purple goes everywhere. Howland, could you roll a d4 for me? A d4? Or I could do it. You know what? I'll just fucking do it real quick. Take three damage. Whoa, whoa. From what? Psychic damage. Ooh. It's like, I don't know if you've ever seen, but like when an invisible woman from Fantastic Four uses her shields and then someone breaks it, it hurts her. Oh, like a WandaVision? Yeah, it's like feedback. It's like when you put your arms up to defend yourself from a punch, like you're still going to feel that in your arms. But they took some damage. What, 23? Yeah, they took 23 damage from that. I got their character sheets up right now, so they're all weaker. Roll perception for me, any of you, if you guys want. I will, because I got advantage. 18. You know... They dead as hell. No. They're not dead, but you see one of them hold up a bow and arrow as they're coughing and they're, like, struggling. They actually shoot one bow and arrow out, and it lands in the sea. You hear them go, I've fucking missed the signal tower. Wait, they missed the signal tower? Yeah, he's aiming for a camp out in the distance. Was the arrow on fire? No, but it looks like he was trying to signal to the other ogres of the island that there is something happening. Oh, shit. I'm going to make you roll in athletics to get to them before they try to shoot another arrow out. I would like to try to use my deflect missiles to deflect one of the arrows if they tried it. Okay, they missed the first one. The second one, they're about to go. I'm going to make Griffin roll in athletics and see if he gets there first. And if not, I'll let you roll deflect missile. And also stop eating soup. Do I have advantage on this or not? No, I don't think so. Let's fucking go! A net 20. Natural 20. I still got Baggio though, dude. Is this like common knowledge? We're all just going to rush in here now at this point? Like, will Helen follow me when I do this? If you tell him, but you're the only one that rolled a perception and you're the only one that got that. Oh, that's sure, that's sure. I'll go in there, but Howland is definitely, like, big range guy. Yeah, remember what happened last time Howland ran up front? <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> At this point, 40 HP isn't a whole lot. <laughs> I'm starting to understand, so I'm kind of trying to be careful here. All right, Boggy, let's do this. I want to say Ogre shoots the second arrow. Griffin, in slow motion, like time slows down, locks eyes with the arrow, and then it speeds back up to normal, and he, like, flies... He's got Baggio in one hand, grabs the arrow with his right hand as it's flying through the air. He turns, whips Baggio into the room, but I want it to be like the Mario Kart, like, shell. <laughs> like, Baggio is, like, bouncing around the walls, tripping all the other ogres. Oh, yeah. Oh, like you're using him like a bullet? 
I'm a freaking Koopa shell, yeah. Kind of like, you know, in Mario Kart, when you shoot the shell and it spins out, but, like, he's bouncing around the room slide. I'll let that natural 20 roll. Baggio, I'm not sure if you're aware of what's about to happen. But no, okay. I'm whipping him. He, he has no idea. <laughs> but I was going to say, as I fly in, I take that arrow and, like, I stab the guy who shot it with the arrow. Roll an attack, then, Baggio and Griffin at the same time. What attack? Seven, uh, eight, nine, ten. Okay, well, I will say you bounce off the walls. It makes sense because you weren't aware of what was happening. You do miss most of the ogres as you get bounced off of the walls. Good distraction, though. I'll give advantage to Griffin on that, then, on this attack. Roll an attack with your sword. I thought it was with the arrow. Okay, yeah, if you want to stab him. Roll an attack with his sword? Now, Deej, <laughs> which sword are we talking about? <laughs> which sword are we talking about, dude? <laughs> I was hoping Buzzard's fault. Roll a d20 plus your proficiency with the arrow twice. I'll do I'll do the Buzzard's fault. <laughs> I mean... Nope, nope, please, just, just do the arrow, please. 2d20 plus proficiency. Bam. D20, 13, 16, 3, so 19. Yeah, you come in and you stab him with the arrow. I need you to roll a D6. 6, easy. With that distraction from Baggio coming back and forth of the shells knocking into people. Baggio's going to jump on top of one of the ogres and take his never-ending chalice of apple juice and turn it upside down and shove it into his mouth. (laughs) Make him drown? What a way to go out. (laughs) What a tasty, delicious way to die. No, I need you, Griffin, and you, Baguio, to roll constitution saving throws. Oh, whoa, whoa. That don't sound good. Hold on. Whoa. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. That don't don't look good. It's okay. You're a bird. You got hollow bones. Take nine points of poison damage, please. Him or me? Him, because he rolled a seven on a constitution saving throw. You jumped into the poison wind flask area. That is true. I didn't think that one out. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to have to have a word with Mr. Howland afterwards. <laughs> Thank your local sorcerer. <laughs> oh, God, Howland, turn it off. Turn off the goo. Howland is getting ah! a, <laughs> a half chub. Howland is biting his lip watching Baggio and Griffin die right now. <laughs> <laughs> Can you do me a favor? Fuck, dude. How do I... Apple juice. Um, <laughs> apple, how much damage does a never-ending chalice of apple juice do? If I did it, which I didn't, but if I did it, it would be like, it would be drowning damage. So you didn't do it? No. <laughs> but what if he looked really thirsty? <laughs> does he? Let me roll a perception. <laughs> is this guy thirsty right now? <laughs> yeah, roll a perception. Does he look like he has dry mouth from the poison? <laughs> yeah, he's coughing. Okay, Baggio shoves the chalice into his mouth. <coughs> Never-ending chalice, activate! Alright, he rolled a 6 on that. Can you roll a d8? Me? Yeah. Okay. Baggio's accidentally gonna drown this guy. Yeah, he put that in his mouth, and he starts choking immediately. But it looks like he's still chugging. Well, he's so thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> Howland, I'll give you one more free attack before I turn this into an initiative roll. Oh. Till we start getting busy with it. So what am I seeing right now? What What is going on currently? We are dying, dude. Better be. <laughs> <laughs> These guys jumped into the fog. Not fog. Don't downplay this. Oh. They jumped into the poison wind of your flask. There you go. Inside your watchtower to attack these ogres. I took nine points of damage, dude. Good. 
I had to think it through more. Mm. I want to secretly put another best friend necklace on Howland. <laughs> <laughs> I swear. Oh, that'd be hilarious. Just slip it in his pocket. I swear to God. Switch places! <laughs> <laughs> How many uh, ogres are still in there? Five. Okay. They all took 23 things of damage, right? Mm-hmm. And then one of them got, poor guy, got narrowed to the neck or something. And one guy's just chugging away. <laughs> chugging away, dude. Yes. I want to use infestation on one of them. Whoever is the closest to me, I guess. Can you describe that again for me, please? So, infestation, basically when you just call fleas, mites, parasites, and all these other small writhing insects to the person you're casting it at, and they all just start burrowing into them and attacking them and just... <laughs> oh, Lord. What's the DC I have to... DC of 13. All right, let me see. That is an 11. There's one to the left that's about to attack Bagio, who had shoved that apple juice into the other one's mouth. Howland is going to look at it about to attack Bagio, and Howland is going to just point his wand and let her rip. The mites and the fleas and parasites appear from your wand as they attack that ogre. Roll damage. What is the damage for this? 1d6 poison damage. Right. And it moves five feet in a random direction. Where does it go? Hopefully it goes to the left. I don't know what's to the left of Baggio. The end of the watchtower. I would like it to go to another one, but I don't want like to hit Baggio and Griffin with it. I had mites once when I was just a hatchling. Those hurt. When I was just a hatchling slasher. When I was just a scoot. <laughs> the ogre with the mites invested on it hits the wall. Now it's time to roll for initiative. Helen, be honest, do my scoots look nice? <laughs> Let's go! Let's fucking go. Where's my initiative at? I don't know, BJ. Where is your initiative? Oh, there it is. Nat 20? Yep, I'm writing them all down. Oh, well, if you uh, get a nat 20 on your initiative, it means you go too fast and you die. That was crazy. Griffin, you're up. That guy with the arrow in the neck is still not dead. Can I have one free attack? As in, like, a teabag? If you fucking kill him, I'll let you teabag him all you want. <laughs> I don't know, man. If I was DMing, a teabag would be an action. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but he's still standing. <laughs> all right. Unless you took a feat that allowed you to teabag as a free action. I just want to take my sword and stab him in the heart. All right, roll an attack. Jeez. Well, I'm... what? <laughs> just try <laughs> to kill him fast, dude. Like, out of his misery. Maybe the heart's not the best one. No, no, go ahead. <laughs> Stab him through the eye, right in the brain. Which sword you got? You know which one you want to use. <laughs> I'll use the buzzard's fall, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you absolute piece of hipster. Yeah. Do I have to roll for that? Yeah. Oh, uh, BJ's just like, you stupid son of a bitch. You whore. 17. Yep, that's a hit. You know how you would never have to worry about if it was a hit? I mean, you do have two attacks, so. <laughs> okay, poor guy. Eight. Both eyes. Eight. Nine. This is too easy, dude. I literally just made eye contact with you. Let's go! <laughs> I'm kidding. We're all about to die. You guys aren't even on the fucking island. You didn't touch any of the wild magic traps. You are gonna get fucked, okay? <laughs> Two. Here we go. I think Amanda's here with groceries. We're almost done. No, we're not. Wait, are we not? I'm saying I just need to run out there, help her carry it in. She can put it away. All right, go for it. 
while I'm gone, Deej, just think about how you're going to try to slow me down. That's all. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> oh, fuck. The one that's drinking the apple juice just rolled a natural one, so he is... Actively drowning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, roll another D8, and you have an attack of opportunity on him. Bagheel looks at him and goes... Well, you're really thirsty. Here, have some more. And I'll take my foot and I shove the chalice deeper into his mouth. <laughs> Roll a D8. Roll two D8, actually. His face is going red. Let's see apple juice starting to come out of his eye sockets and ears. His eyes are getting bloodshot. Hey, Helen. What? I think he's had enough, right? He looks like he's drinking enough. Honestly, he still looks pretty thirsty to me. I, I, I think he wants more. And who would you be to deny him of your infinite chalice of apple juice? That's true. Those with infinite wealth have to help the needy. Sharing is caring, Bagio. You're right, Helen. And you do care. I care a lot. Oh, yes. <laughs> I care almost as much as you, Helen. You're such a good person. I sure am, buddy. Welcome back, you Sam. Helped his wife carrying groceries. What is this? Please tell me you did it in one trip. Yep. If you carry your groceries in more than one trip, I don't know what to say. What's your AC, Wes? Too much. Is it 18? I checked and my AC says real good, whatever that means. <laughs> real good. It says 17. Did I... No, he, uh... Would it be a miss if it was 18? Is that what you're saying? No, it, it's a hit because you're 17. I thought you said 18. I said, is it 18 because it would hit. But after the two stabs that you give to this man, not exactly in the heart, the ogre stands up and he's going to bring out his club and he brings it down against your cheek. Can you roll a dexterity? Dexterity or athletics? Well, it's the same thing, but it's like... It, it, it's, okay, so athletics? Yeah, roll an athletics. 18? Yeah, that's fine. He brings down the javelin onto your cheek and that takes damage. That's six damage. And the reason I made you roll in athletics, because he hits you in the cheek, you turn around and you see that there's an ogre behind you about to stab you in the back. Mm. Old backstabber. And he missed with that one. Can you roll another d6 for me, Ed? Like a d6. L l like a d6. If I think this is what I think it is, it's going to be bad. That ogre takes another additional five damage, but he is up and he's trying to pull all of the mites and bees and infestation that's on top of him, swarming him. And he runs at you, Baggio. Okay. He's trying to hug you at this point. What's your AC? What it is or what it should you be? You stop saying that fucking <laughs> shit. I hate it so much. <laughs> uh, 17. Yeah, no, it doesn't hit. He rolls a 12. What do you do to get out of the way? Cartwheel to the side. As he runs at that ogre that you had the apple juice stuck in and pushes him against the wall, the apple juice chalice falls out of his mouth and onto the ground as he starts coughing it all up and throwing up on the ground. Is it now spilling all over the ground? The chalice is still pouring out. Yep, he put it onto the ground. All right, Baggio, your turn. If I pick up my chalice, is that the end of my turn? No. I'm going to pick up my chalice. I'm going to try to stunning strike both of them. Okay. So I have to make a melee attack on him. You have to spend one key point, so remember this. Yeah, so that... You gotta keep track. That's gonna cost two key points, so I'm down to four. First melee attack on the one on the left. They both have to roll constitution saving throws. Yeah, well, I'm doing an attack with it, so we'll just do the attacks first. So does the 15 hit the one on the left? Yes. 
and then the other one, oh, the other one misses. So I hit the one on the left, now have him roll the... Seven. He fails the thing, so he's stunned until the end of my next turn. Okay, so he can't attack. No, he's like paralyzed on the floor. I stunning strike him square in the chest. Then I do like a spin around and I go to hit the other one, but I like hit the wall instead of him. It kind of cracks and crumbles where you've hit. Now it is... Ed, what's your AC? 14. Yeah, on a 17, the ogre pulls an arrow and points it towards you and just launches it into your shoulder. Oh. Can you take six points of damage? Oh, sure. <laughs> Howland is just like, ah! Oh! <laughs> Howland is just with the thing in his shoulder. He's just... <laughs> Griffin, it's your turn. Let's go! Is this guy dead yet? <laughs> no. Okay. Um... Hey, ogre! Let's step it up a little bit, way up, put the buzzers fall back in the holder, and I'm pulling out the sword that never misses, you know? Heck yeah, dude. That's your action? Yeah. Alright. This dude hits me with the club, right? And I dodge out of the second one. How many swashing points do I have at this moment? Seven. Oh, shit. I'm gonna spend one swashing point and get an extra attack. Braggadocia. Okay, so you have three attacks on this one. I'm looking at two people, right? Right now or no? Yeah, you're not exactly cornered. You stepped out of the way of someone about to attack you, and now you see two people in front of you. I'm going to spend two attacks on the guy that's already injured. Okay. And then one attack on the other one that tried to hit me. Roll your three attacks. Oh, yeah. I guess it don't matter because they never miss. I know, but it's to see if you crit. So I'm going to take the first two damage points with the sword that never misses. Could you describe those two attacks? The first swing, he stabs the guy with the club through the chest and then pulls it out and does the swing. Swings down from the left shoulder to the right hip through his chest. And after that one, you turn around and hit the other guy. How do you hit that one? He's behind me, I assume. Yep. Stab him, flip it, swing down through the guy's chest, and then I stab behind me. That's good. The first one you did a lot of damage on, and he looks very weary, but he is still standing. And the second one is also still standing. I'm going to roll their attacks real quick. Remember, the one is paralyzed till my turn. Yeah, that's the other one on your side. There's like five of them. Baggio has two on him, and then Griffin has two on him, and then Howland's got that one guy with the arrow. That's a ten and a three. Number two and number one. Both of those guys that you were just stabbing at, Griffin... They both miss their attacks. I think the other one is really dizzy and, like, he's losing a lot of blood. The second one you just stabbed tried to go towards you, but because of his injury, he moves backwards. And we're going to five. That's the one that isn't stunned by Baggio, the one that just spewed the apple juice chalice out of his mouth. And he is upset. That's a 19. He grabs you by the throat, starts to choke you with both hands, Baggio. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. Oh. Can you roll a constitution saving throw? Oh. Natural one. Take 12 points of damage. No, no, no. And he says, How do you like not having any bloody air? Oh, I thought you were thirsty. <laughs> and then he chokes harder. <laughs> I'm skipping the one that you stunned. It's Baggio. It is your turn. What you told me to free. <laughs> It is your turn, Vagio. Why do I need to roll to get out of this grapple? Athletic saving throw? Ba-boom. 12. With the grapple, they have to do a counter roll. So I'm going to roll here. No, you, you can't get out of that one. <gasps> That's your action as you are 
I would like to say you're prone. Oh, yeah, now he's got me. He got you good. That's the end of your turn, so that means the other one comes out of his stun. Number four pulls out another arrow to shoot at you, Howland. Fourteen. Okay, that's a hit. Ruh, that's eight damage. That was a max. God. As he shoots another arrow to the other shoulder. <laughs> oh, my God. Jesus Christ. This dude looks like Minecraft Steve running through a forest that night. It's your turn, Holland. I... <laughs> I am so upset. If I wasn't being choked right now, Howland, I would have tried to deflect those for you. The thing is, like, I'm, I'm just thinking, like, Howland gets shot with one arrow and is just sitting there in T-model. <laughs> Mid-air, just, like, do it again. It's in Coral Castle, that's- there you go. No! Gets hit again. You said eight damage. Aw, oh, that's cringe right there. Remember, you guys healed up from last time, so you do have- it is your turn. Okay. Howland gets hit with an arrow again. The look on Howland's face, he he's not happy, to say the very least. He is very, very, very upset. As I'm sure you could imagine. Would you say he's quite discheesed? Oh, he is very, very fucking discheesed. As now, Howland is literally throwing a goddamn fireball. <sighs> okay, can you real quick... Level 3 spell, fireball. Wait, uh, one second, Deej. How big is this room? Not that big, that's why I'm like... <laughs> throwing a fireball right there. I mean, it is in character. Right there. Right there. Throwing the fireball. Let me just... That's gonna hit us all, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, it sure is. We better skedaddle, dude. <laughs> we gotta go! <laughs> I just wanna... Everyone's gotta make a de Oh, man. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Dude, is this bad news for us? Like, what do you say? <laughs> yeah, this is very bad news, bears. Let me just say... Each creature in a 20-foot radius sphere centered on that point must make a dexterity saving throw. A target takes 8d6 fire damage on a failed save, or half as much damage on a successful one. The fire spreads around corners, it ignites flammable objects in the area that aren't being worn or carried. When Howlin got hit with the arrow, this is Howlin right now. Osmosis Jones Anthrax, I'll turn up the heat in here. <laughs> yeah. Yes. For fuck's sake, I'm pissed. Describe your goddamn gifts if we're gonna put them in here. Howland is is just pissed. I'm just sending gifts of people being angry. Although the level of anger, I, I don't think I can accurately display. The ogre, after he shoots the arrow, there's a smile on his face, but I think the second that you start igniting your hands, you smile back and the ogre puts down the arrow, turns around from you like he's about to run away. I need everybody to roll a dexterity saving throw. God. Oh no, I did the wrong thing. David, I did the wrong thing. Me, Eddie, the player. How'd you do the wrong thing? Oh God, Weston. Weston's fucked, dude. <laughs> I just rolled a net one, dude. Yeah, he is. I am too. Ten's not enough, is it? Oh, shit. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I'm gonna say Howland gets hit with that second arrow, and the first one really pissed him off, but that second one, he's just... Oh! Oh! 
dude, my nat 20s. It was all a lie. When he gets hit with that second arrow, you just see the fireball is essentially coming down from the sky, and Howland is like, Baggio? Griffin? You should really duck! I'm gonna say Weston, BJ, take advantage on that since he told you guys, so just do that, please. I'm afraid to roll, dude. Toss one out again. Toss it for the homies. All right, Vage. I've got a freaking plus six to my dexterity, please. Oh. <sighs> I think we got it. Damn, I was actually interested to see what happens if I had a net one. Uh, you, you, you die. <laughs> die, you burn. You die. You rolled a natural one. You take double damage to whatever that was. That's 16d6 that you would have taken, Griffin. <laughs> if you rolled a one, Weston, you get incinerated. What do you mean? <laughs> I'm fried chicken, dude. You, literally. Literally, we're opening a KFC in this bitch. <laughs> yes, Eddie, yes. <laughs> Burning Elmo gif is Howland right now, <laughs> screaming. The guy shoots Howland with the arrow, and Howland's like, so you've chosen death. Literally. <laughs> Bro, I had... 40 HP. I'm down to 23. I'm almost halved because this asshole little dickhead with an arrow wants to fuck around. Oh, I'm peeved. So what's eight plus your proficiency bonus, Eddie? 11? 11 plus your charisma modifier. What is that? Ba -ba -ba -ba. Where the fuck are you? Two? Yeah, so 13. So me and Weston made it for half. Yeah. But, evasion! At 7th level, your instinctive agility lets you dodge out of the way of certain area of effects. When you are subjected to an effect that allows you to make a dexterity saving throw to only take half, you instead take none. Yes. Okay, I think you just jump into your shell. <laughs> Wait, what? And get launched out of the way. Griffin, though, you're gonna have to take 4d6 damage. You gotta roll that, right, Deej? Or does he? Wouldn't Ned roll it? Eddie, roll the 4d6 for Griffin's damage. Well, no, no, no. Roll 8d6 because the ogres still have to take that. Right. Yeah, and then you just take half of that, Griffin. Roll 8d6. Here's that. So 15? So you take half of 15, round it up. 8. God, we built that up so much. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad he's not dead. Because when I, when I saw the nat 1, I was just like... I'm dead. I was dead. You would have been. Just the Anakin, just what have I done? What a way to go out. Baggio's gonna poke his head back out of his singed shell. <laughs> Ooh, go warm in here. Immediately, three of the ogres are incinerated. Oh, God. Ugh. Oh, the huge manatee. Baggio's just like, is it getting hot in here? Or is it just <laughs> me? Somebody open a window? <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, now looking back, dude, a sword that never misses from here on out. <laughs> From here on out, dude. Thank you. I don't know why you dick around with Buzzard's fall. Because he doesn't want to make DJ cry. No, it's not that. It's just boring. <laughs> He's right. I just used one weapon the whole campaign. It's like, it's kind of... Uh. It's also just like, that was Smoke's weapon, so it means more. But that ogre that saw you trying to use the fireball, Howland who decided to run, jumps out from the back as the fireball happens, causing a big flame. He falls to the ground on the other side. The only two left are, are that one as it gets exploded into the other direction. Can Baggio jump out the window after him and put my hand against the side of the tower and slow fall down and land on top of him? Rolling athletics. Can you roll your thing, please, BJ? I did. It says 10. Ooh. 
Yeah, then no. You jump out the window and you just fall. <laughs> well, I mean, well, I mean, I can slow fall. I assume the athletics was if I land on top of him. You're, you're definitely slow falling. You miss grabbing him to even land on top of him, so you don't go anywhere near him. I wanted to be out there with him so he couldn't get away. You know what I just realized? We're not completely done fighting the watchtower, but now it's on fire, which means everyone's pushing in. Thank you. Well, I mean, well, yeah, but they, I mean, realistically, there's only, what, two of them left, and they're pretty fucked up anyways. No, no, I, I know that. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but it's just like, it's a false signal. Yeah. We cut to the ship, the Osprey. As Nikita Castor sees, in the distance, the watchtower explode in flames. Peers over the side as she finally says, Let her rip! And the bells on the ship go off as you see cannons. Oh, Lord. We cut back to Griffin, who's singed, putting out flames on his bicep. As he sees the glints of flash from the cannons of the Osprey as it shoots out into the fog, making it disperse a little bit onto the island. Griffin Baggio Howland, you see explosions going off left, right of you. They're not aiming at the watchtower, but they are exploding onto the island as we see the start of the invasion of Skullcap Island. Howland is holding the arrow wound in his one shoulder, and he's just... The siege has begun. Wait, are all of them dead? No, not yet. There's two more, but nonetheless, the siege has started. The camera is on all three of you, badly injured, the watchtower in flames. The ogres near you, unconscious, singed, zooming out as we see all of the different squads coming on to the island, as we see bits of different color explosion appearing all over the island. As you stare around, it's about to go down. And the camera... cuts.
love this song. That's a... I, I died. Based. I escaped <laughs> death. You really did. Theoretically, say we didn't have advantage and I... Like, I'm, I'm dead. That's the end, right? I mean, we would have we would have tried to figure something out, but yeah. Well, here's the thing. You would have taken... If only we had Elijah. Or not Elijah. Liza. Wait, what? Who? The genie. Oh, Umiza. Umiza. Eliza. Umama. Well, the thing is, you would have taken double damage that, and theoretically, Eddie rolling the, that 15, you would have taken 30 damage, which is rough. I, well, I was at what? Yeah. I was at 30... You're 26. No, that was after... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No? So add another 8. You would have... You would have been low. You wouldn't have been dead, I guess, but you would have... But it also depends on what Eddie rolled, because if Eddie had rolled higher, it would have been worse. Yeah, 8d6 is fucking wild. Before we end, I just want to say, you have a missing a swash point, uh, Griffin. I have 6 now. I'm missing 2 key points. Yeah, and Howland, you don't use your sorcery points. Yes. You should probably look into that. I think we have to skip this speech. Why are you? No, don't don't skip it yet. I oh, we're gonna jam out, aren't we? This oof. It's not time for the watchtower yet. We need to save that. <laughs> there we go. Don't sully the experience. Yo, when we do battle, can we play uh, what's that one? The the classic like uh, oh, damn it. Um, Pirates of the Caribbean music. No, it's the classic song, like, uh, is it How- Rising or something? Uh, House of the Rising Sun, or you mean talking about Fortunate One? Do you mean Bad Moon Rising? Oh, no. Weston. It's the the classic, like, meme where it's, like, Vietnam. You know, my grandfather's having flashbacks. Yeah, that's Fortunate Son. I was gonna say, you're talking about... You're you're either talking about Fortunate Son, which I I think that's what it is, or Run Through the Jungle, which are both by uh, Creedence Clearwater Revival, I believe. Yeah. What is this? What? What are these screenshots? No idea what you're talking about. Well, for me, every time you cough or sneeze or have a fit, I'm just like, Google, does my cousin have tuberculosis? Oh. <laughs> I think the same for Eddie, but different Google search. Yes. I can't help it. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I know. One second, Dad. No, we're recording the podcast, you crazy. Dad said he wants to be in the podcast, and he wants his character to be named Javier. That's my pal, Javier Suela. He's going to do an accent, and I'm going to get canceled. (laughs) I don't know. He's an NPC somewhere. Yeah, you have to, and he has to look and act just like my dad, but his name's Javier. Can he please, can he please be an ogre named, like, Big Sexy or something on ah. the island? And just, like, at the end of this episode, try to get a, a recording of, um, of Bob just going, like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> <laughs> just like he he's not in the fortress, he's, like, hanging out by a tree. No, 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 he's, like, in the ogre porta potty the whole battle. Yeah, he's in the <laughs> shitter and he comes out, he's like... Up, up, up. <laughs> After everyone's gone and everything's just blown up, he just comes out. What the hell is going on? <laughs> he's like, what I miss? Y'all are weird. DJ, What? how come it takes you so long to edit every episode? I don't know, dude. I wonder. Fucking have no... Because we're providing you with all this content for free... Honestly, Deej, honestly, Deej, you should be thanking us. There you go. All right. You know what? 
I was just about to say earlier when we were planning, I was like, you know, when we light the flame, we're all going to jump out of the watchtower and you make sure you take the cannons and knock, you shoot the watchtowers. Oh, no. And if I said that now, I would have still been in the watchtower with the cannons. <laughs> Griffin is on fire, just... Oh, and a fucking cannonball sends him through the fucking wall while he's on fire. It would have been me. After he rolls a nat one, taking double fire damage, just gets hit with a fucking cannon. I, I, I climb up to the, I barely get up to the window. I get one leg over the window to jump out and a cannonball hits me, puts me back. 